Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's 17 September in the year of our Lord 2022. We're live uh, in the Phoenix metro area. We're here at uh, Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA's tremendous conference, Defeat the Great Reset. Uh, by the way, it's also the uh, anniversary of the uh, Battle of Antietam. Pasovic and I will hopefully talk a little bit about that before the day's over. Jack Pasovic's my wingman uh, for the show. I really want to thank you, Jack, for doing this. And we've got two incredible guests. By the way, Patrick Wood and Joel, I'm going to try to get back in here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're also going to go live to the rally with uh, Trump. we got Ben Harnwell in uh, Rome with the update on Georgia Maloney. Since the Swedish Democrats won uh, the other day, next one up, the uh, Brothers of Italy in the uh, in the right wing uh, with Salvini and the group in Italy. We'll get to all that. Uh, we've got Terry Schilling, the great Terry Schilling from America's Personal Project, and very honored. First time in the war in Dr. James Lindsay. Incredible talk last night. But I want to start off, so we talked about Hegelian dialectic. And that is one of the topics you talked about last night. Walk our audience through why that is important. We pride ourselves in getting uh, the, 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 the MAGA movement nomenclature, talk about process, critical path, statics, and dynamics of process. Why do they have to understand? Why do working class people and, and middle class people in this country have to understand, get a concept and a structure of the Hegelian dialectic? I mean, what you, what you were talking about last night, Steve, where, you know, that this, what Charlie was talking about, that this is a battle between good and evil. It really comes down to this. What a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have heard that? of Hegel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question. And you're not particularly religious. I'm not, no. But In I, fact, you're kind of anti-religious. I used to be. Okay. I'm just kind of neutral about it now. Okay, fine. Get yeah. him back. You can, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, the a lot of people don't realize, they don't even know who Hegel is, but Hegel's a predecessor to Marx. So Hegel, Marx is based upon Hegel. That's right. That's right. All Marx did was turn Hegel upside down. And he even said that's what he did is he turned Hegel upside down. So it's the same thing. It's just inverted. So instead of a triangle pointing up, it's a triangle pointing down. You can put the horns on it yourself. And so what uh, Hegel created is a theology. In fact, Marx criticized him for creating a theology. He created a religion. And what he did was he hammered it into the Christian trinity. He was in, in love with trinities. And the dialectic is a trinity. It's a process trinity where you have, for Hegel, it was that you have an abstract idea that's your thought about the world and it en encounters what you ex experience in the real world. And that's a contradiction to what you thought was going to happen. And then you put those two things together and you get a new idea that's going to be a more concrete understanding. This is your classic. So your original idea is your thesis. Your thesis. thesis that's right. Is, and it meets its opposite. The it's antithesis. It's antithesis. That's right. And then those are synthesized. And I think that's an important word. Synthetic. But hang on. Isn't that Plotinus and Pythagoras? Isn't that the great, the ancients? Isn't that the yes. ancient law of three? Yes. The law of three that is yes. one of the ba basic Hegel kind of 
I'm not saying he ripped we it totally off. We totally lost Terry at this point. He, he, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling, I'm taking, no, Terry, Terry's a hobbit, but we're taking the hobbit up. He's the chief hobbit. We're taking the hobbit up. The, He's the, over there working on his seventh kid already. Stop. Isn't that Plotinus? But, and my point is, this goes back. This is a little bit what St. Augustine said that Christianity was here, or the base of Christianity was here a thousand years even before Christ came on the thing. This is what the ancients called the law of three. Correct? Yeah, yeah. So what, what, in fact, what happened in the, in the Middle Ages, in the medieval period, was that the kind of elites in Europe got hooked into all these, uh, ancient mystery religions, Hermeticism, Gnosticism, Huge. all of these things. And they just picked and chose. They were, they were the biggest. This is when the Renaissance went, when all of a sudden, uh, uh, was it, uh, 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 uh Pico and, and, and Ficino. Ficino, yeah. Ficino came and they, the first time that the Greek, they found the old Greek. Yeah, the Corpus Hermeticus. They found the Corpus Hermeticus, and it really was like a, a revelation. It's kind of like with the transcendentalists in America when the Hindu texts were translated. Those periods, the, the, it all gets back to the law of three. That's right. And so what happened with that is they picked and chose. They were syncretic. They just mixed religions together, mixed traditions together, mixed magic together, or they thought they were wizards, mixed alchemy together. And in fact, they, they created what scholars now call the esoteric religions. Yes. And they just morphed all over the place. And Hegel hammered them together. And believing that they're all reflections of one religion, he said, well, the Germans understand Christianity. Let's hammer it into a Christian trinity. And then let's call it science. Let's call it in fact, a system of science, and that's his, his great philosophy. So what he has then is a system where the Trinity now, it's not Father, Son, and Spirit that are in co-eternal perfection. It is a Father that gives rise to a Son, and a Son that gives rise to a Spirit, and a Spirit that gives rise to a new Father. And it works as a spiraling process through what he called history. And human beings are the agents that do the change of this process. So they change God by figuring out more about the idea. And so what you now have is a religion of transforming the world to be what it's supposed to be, according to people like Hegel and Marx. They think they know what it's supposed to be. That's the Gnostic part. They know what the secret knowledge is. And they have the, the secret process. knowledge of the elites that you have to be an initiate, initiative. That's right. Initiate into that. That's right. You have knowledge. to be in their secret knowledge. You have to go through the rites. You have to be spiritually pure, et cetera, et cetera. Or you have to, when it gets to Marx, it becomes you have to have consciousness of your class. You have to have consciousness of that's the, what they see when you, when you have these debates today about the vaccine. The vaccine is almost sacramental to them. When you, when oh, you see, yeah. You when see you see they're talking, they're talking not even in logic or science. Science, but it's almost like a sacramental. Yeah, it's thing. almost like a new baptism or something. Yes. Right? this thing that all comes from the the, the, the dialectic materialism. Is that, well, is that Hegel or kids. is that the is that Marxist? That's going to be more of the Marxist version. Hegel is very idealistic. In German fact, German idealism. Right? Yeah, actually, what happens is. I said father, son, and, and spirit, but actually, the way that Hegel put it out is that there's the ideal, the material. And the Geist, which is spirit or culture or society. And so this is how it processes. The father is, is equivalent to the idea and the son is equivalent to the material. And in fact, what Hegel said is that the state is a divine idea as it exists on earth. How, why is that important for a working class and middle class audience, guys driving trucks, anything like that? Why is it important to understand that concept, understand that process, understand that critical path in 
in uh, September of 2022? What, what, what impact on their life is it going to make sure that they to understand this? Because all this crazy stuff going on in politics is driven by the fact that these people live in a completely different religion. They speak a completely different language. They mean different things by the words that they use. And so they trick people again and again. Oh, we just want an inclusive space. But they don't tell you what inclusive means is we've identified a bunch of power dynamics. And if any of those manifest, that's not inclusive. And we're going to censor you. We're going to purge you. We're even going to, as, as a Marxist in the 60s, Marcusa put it, we're going to pre-censor you. So the thought can't even enter your the head for school. All of it. Yeah. The Frankfurt school. This is, this is how they try to move the ball in practical terms. Not how they try to move the ball. This is how they move. This is, this is how they move. They move the chains. No, this. And this, this is, is 60 years ago. Yes. Yeah. This, this, this is, this, and this is what you now. were saying last night again yeah. and again. Exactly right. No compromise. And here's why. No compromise. Here's how the dialectic works. You think, okay, so you have this idea. This is what we have is our status quo. That's the right wing. That's your America today. And they introduce a new idea as its antithesis. You have a thesis. They introduce a, a, a competitor, a competitor, and then you synthesize them, right? So you come to the middle. No, you don't. The second this synthesis happens, it's a new far right. The second you move the ball to the left, that's the new far right. So the society goes left, and everybody who believes whatever the new thing is, they're already far right extremists. And so the entire society just gets dragged left, left, left until it falls off a cliff. And this is why you're, you feel like your society's slipping away from you. This is why they're talking like it's just normal to have drag queens in school. They're saying that this is a crucial thing. This is why you have the, what was it, the attorney general of Michigan, Michigan. saying they're fun. They have to be fun, and you have and to have one in every school. One in every you school. You have to have one in every school because they're fun. Because they're fun. But what they actually are, if you read the papers that they write about why they're putting drag queens in schools, is they're a method of introducing living queerly. They actually say in these papers, by the way, that they know it's a sales pitch to say that it's about LGBT empathy, but that's not what it's about. It's about introducing queer, queer ways of being to young children. But so, but this is the, uh, this is the fight right here, isn't it? Well, and, and James, you and I have talked about this when we, we did an interview, uh, long form for human events, but this idea, and we can talk about it here as well, why is it that they target the children for this this kind of uh, debasement? Why do they target children to essentially disunify them with any type of family unit, their own parents, their society? Why is it they target children so much specifically? Well, there's two reasons. One's a simple reason and one's the, the deeper reason. The and simple and reason, by the way, on, on, a, on sexual topics, sexual Yeah, grounds. yeah, yeah. Well, the simple reason is obviously because children are impressionable. They don't know better. Sure. They haven't formed. Yeah. It is actually a developmental process, which is why they target yeah. developmental psychology too. It is a developmental process that you, like when children are little, they categorize the world very, very concretely. They're, in fact, if you've ever dealt with like a three-year-old, you know, they're screaming, I'm a boy, you know, and they're right. grossed out by girls, the whole thing. And they're hiding behind your leg. So they separate the world into adult and child and male and female. And so there's four categories, man, woman, boy, girl. And they are really, really, really serious about that. And if you target them, you can disrupt that they don't have that yet so they're impressionable but if you target that you can disrupt it and they'll never form a stable identity my belief after reading the, the frankfurt school and reading this educator paula ferrari uh who's contemporary with them in the 60s and 70s is that the point of a critical theory when you introduce it especially with kids is to create personality disorders it's to make people permanently unstable what yes. marcuse figured out is that yes. if you have a stable society it won't yes. become a socialist society yes. so they want unstable people so you target kids, and the three things that they really tear them away from besides their own sense of identity is their family, their religion, and their existing culture their, or their nation. If you 
sexualize a kid, they're going to get all wrapped up in it. It's going to be super important to them because it's very personal. It's very identity-based. That's the deepest level of understanding yourself. And they're going to come home and they're going to tell their parents. The parents are going to say, what? And all of a sudden, alienation enters into the relationship. You don't understand me, mom. You don't understand me, dad. Same thing. Well, the well, Bible so now says. You destabilize the family unit. Big you time. destabilize the family unit. Absolutely. That's a goal. Mao, Mao understood this. Mao like understood this regarding, quite frankly, Hitler with the Hitler youth. Uh, Schilling. You've, you've, well, Mao, s- you, you turn your parents in, you Big kill time. your parents, you throw your parents, your parents off the roof, by the way, you kill your, t- kill your principal. Mao, uh, Mao yeah. understood it because what, what Dr. Lindsay's talking about every day at dinner, they wanted to be a struggle session. Yes. They want the parents to be, they want a struggle session with the one alienation immediately and they want the kids to have a Parents and well, they'd have the kids to put the on the bus on. with yes. the with the 100%. red the red book, and they Big would time. start the line. If you can't finish yeah. the line, they'll throw you in the street. Yeah, that's right. And they also actually Mao. A lot of people don't know this. In our day and age of identity politics, they don't know Mao created ten identities. Some, five of them were good, and five yes. of them were bad. Yes. And if your parents had the wrong identity, they were a rich farmer, they were a landlord, they were a dissident. Yes. The, this bad is influence around your neck go, in the struggle but, session. But, they, yeah, but this they, is also the Bolsheviks. They always go after the kulaks. They always go after the peasant. You well, know, and you the know, best you know what they used, their favorite one yeah. was in in the in the the um uh the Great Cultural Revolution. Right wing extremists. That's right. Exactly. Right winger was in right-wing fact yeah, right wing yeah, extremists right. was one of the, the bad was identity. the, by identities. Yeah. Yeah. So if your parents had one, you had one, and they treated the kids with the without that same, good, the and they treated those other kids bad. And so right. Mao was like, yeah, just, well, the schools were like, throw your parents under the bus. We'll 100%. make you a red identity. We'll give you a feather. Right. By the way, but they didn't mean that as a metaphor. They mean literally. They literally would throw them. Over yeah. The bus. Drag them out into the street and beat them. Shelling, yeah. you've talked, this is what you've talked about. This is how they come. Look, from the French Revolution all the way to what we're seeing today, they come out, they always come after the family, right? It, it's, it's how they destabilize a nation. And I, I just want to go back to that point about turning kids against their parents. What's going on in schools, it's, it's not, and not just the sexual grooming. The more nefarious nature here is that in kindergarten through through 12th grade they're telling kids when they talk to them about gender identity and sexual orientation they tell the kids if someone doesn't affirm you in your gender identity or in your sexual orientation they're not an ally right so when when 10 year old little sarah comes home from third grade and tells her parents that she's really a boy and they don't support her getting on puberty blockers and all the cross-sex hormones are transitioning they're now the enemy so they're actually like turn, and they're, and the, the thing that's criminal is the only thing that matters for little kids is having a safe, loving environment when they go home at night. They don't need fancy things. They just need that. The left is robbing them of that. And it's totally destabilizing the family, the child at the most basic individual level. It's, it's, it's all part of their plan. Okay. We're going to take a, a break. Here's what we got. We're at the, uh, we're at Turning Point USA in Metro Phoenix. Uh, it is the defeating the Great Reset. And this is what I love about Charlie and Jack and the team over there. This is a workshop, not just to understand it, but also to be weaponized that we got to take this down. And I think Dr. Lindsay picked up the core of the speech last night. Uh, th- there's no substitute for victory here. This is the hinge of history. In fact, now yet in transhumanism, it is the biggest, most important inflection point in mankind's history. Okay, and that's why if we back down an inch, it's all over. And it's not going to be uh, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Charlie Kirk, Jack Posobiec, Dr. Lindsey, Terry Schilling. It's going to be you, right? This is about. This is why they're so terrified of parents taking over school boards. This is why they're so terrified of the parental rights movement. They're terrified of the precinct strategy. They're terrified of all that because they cannot defeat the American people. They understand that. You're what stands between this and really. We'll say Armageddon. Maybe worse than Armageddon. Okay? Short commercial break. Back in the world in a moment.
on the ground at Turning Point USA's Defeating the Great Reset Conference. My name is Jane Zirkel, and let's talk to some of the War Room posse. Let me ask you, what do you fear more, global warming or global government? Global government. Why is that? Well, it's communism for the whole world. Global warming is absolutely just, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Uh, global government, absolutely. <laughs> Why is that? I think it's a more real threat to us, for sure. Global government. Why is that? Because global warming is a hokey pokey. Global government, they're destroying this country that we've made that's been so great and so good to me. They've, they're taking everything away. Global government, for sure. Why is that? Uh, because it is uh, just very scary what's happening right now. Um, the whole new world order and the whole globalism movement that is trying to take over not just the United States of America, but the world. I would say global government is a huge problem uh, because these are the people that are going to control every single aspect of your lives, which they'll come out and say that global warming is the problem and climate change, right? They'll make all of these cases that this is why we should have overreach over your life. People need to understand this is nothing new. Uh, when you take a look at history and you take a look at totalitarian, communist regimes, socialist regimes, fascist regimes, it's always the same thing. These people paint some kind of enemy, right? They paint some kind of enemy out there, whether it's a, a, a group of people or a political enemy. But right now they're using literal the climate, right? The literal climate in order to get people to be afraid, just like they did with COVID, right? You get the masses to be afraid of something, you could literally control them to do anything. So right now when you have governments that are coming out and they're advocating for these things, these new world orders and these great reset agendas where they just think we can have a centralized system where everyone can be controlled through a technocracy or any way, other shape or form, right that's concerning to you because once you lose freedom and you lose independence economically socially uh, even technologically right even they want to control your thermostats right like stuff like this does matter okay so people need to understand okay. the threat of tyranny okay, is not this a is fantastic this, this, is, this is the power this is the power this is the power of this audience right you you go and and, and this is why it's so great got a, a couple comments yeah go ahead sure. couple comments yeah, yeah, yeah. from from the posse yeah all of what is being said on transhumanism is on the World Economic Forum website. You'll find the same language in Biden's EO as on the World Economic Forum website. Just dig through the dashboard, the discover, monitor sections. It's all there. Then another comment from Debbie in Tennessee says, Jack, you and Steve are so great together. Steve never smiles more than when you two banter. <laughs> Oh, no, but I would I would say it's it, he smells the most when Bo's on. It was saying nice things about me. Yeah, exactly. No, because I don't have the burden of just well, juggling, somebody will. I don't have the burden of juggling the show. I can I can will. I can let Prosopic run with it and just go. Um, <clears throat> people, <clears throat> people are more up to speed. The whole the whole point of the war room, whether it's about capital markets, economics, the pandemic, anything geopolitics is to provide a platform for activists middle class people working class people have access to the same in information that the insiders have right but you see they've come so far up the, the power curve we're sitting here talking about it. they're on the world economic forum site saying boom there's and, a, hey and, you guys are missing some stuff no 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 yeah that's powerful they're, they're look this is we're, we're crowdsourcing this they're, they're connecting the eo to the world economic forum and say hey look they did a copy and paste yeah. right so the, the fight that we had, well, let's, I want to go back to Terry for a second. Tell me about the schools. Why is the fight centered, you know, back in April of, or May of 2021, you know, the left went nuts when I said, Hey, this is about the, this was about the mass mandates 
and, 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 and Fauci talking about the coming vaccines. CRT was just coming up, but I said, the key that picks the lock politically going forward is going to be the schools and it's going to be the moms of America that are not going to have this. They are most freaked out, I think, in the populist uprising by the parental rights movement and by the schools, Terry Schilling. Well, it's ultimately the last battle, right? And and this is what totalitarian regimes have done throughout history is they destabilize the family unit and they've had a really good thing going for them. They were slow rolling us. They were slow boiling us over the past several decades. Um, but the, the COVID shutdowns, the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates that all opened up the eyes of parents and they actually did something like digging around in their kids' curriculum and they got to see when it was distance learning, they got to see what their kids weren't actually learning and what they were learning. Um, and I think a lot of parents were upset about what they weren't learning and what was being replaced, what it was being replaced with. But ultimately, the reason that they're doing this is because kids are impressionable and the family is where kids look to guidance. Parents have authority over their kids. It's a natural thing. And so they have to wipe that out. And that's why they go in and tell the kids that they're their parents are bigots, that they're, they're not allies, that they don't know what they're talking about. It's all about who, who children are actually going to trust. But from the to. French Revolution, and to, you remember the famous scene where they're sitting there, Mao, Nixon, uh, uh, Cho and Lai and Kissinger, they're having the meeting and there's a little, they got some translation problem. There's a, a second of downtime and Kissinger to keep the ball rolling. You know, Cho and Lai was the great theoretician of the, of the Chinese Communist Party said, uh, you know, tell me what you think of the French Revolution. And Cho kind of says, uh, Cho and Lai sits there for a second and says, too, too early, to too early to tell. Yeah. Right. They understood process. They understood the Hegelian dialectic. Right. They understood the power of the law of three. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's the destruction from the French Revolution and to today. The key is to go after the nuclear family. The Judeo-Christian West has been based upon, in fact, all societies when we look at are based upon the nuclear family, Terry. That's yep. where they're coming after it so hard. The, the, the thing I also want to get into with you, and we'll do it after, afterwards, and I want to spend some time with Dr. Lindsay, is that the, the life movement, particularly, we have to pull the camera back here for a second. Right now, the, remember, Divine providence works in mysterious ways, and you can't question the will of God, right? Mm -hmm. It works in mysterious Trump's victory was providential, right? He's an imperfect instrument, as all of we are imperfect instruments. The, the big steal in 2020 is providential because now it's not on the margin of liberal, you know, Hubert Humphrey Democrats and Jack Kennedy Democrats. This is so radical, and it's kind of come out of nowhere, although it's been building for years. Now they flipped all their, their cards over. Mm -hmm. Now with this executive order, this executive order is providential. Because we got a, a person in the posse sitting there going, hey, guys, uh, the World Economic Forum site, as Patrick was said, they've been talking about this wrong. Boom. It actually they copy and pasted onto the uh, onto the uh, executive order and the executive order, as Patrick Wood said, it's whole of government. Actually, because they had the buy in, as Joe Allen's going to tell us, by private equity, they wanted to be whole of society. They want a whole of society effort. And, and, and what they're talking about is very simple. Uh, not very simple. What they're talking about is very simple to understand. They're driving toward this point called the singularity. On this side of that football is, is homo sapien. On the, on the other side of that football is homo sapien plus, or there's something different. It's the single most important evolutionary matter that, that'll happen in, 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 a, in a, a millions of years. And it's going to happen in the, not just the lived experience of this audience, it's going to happen right now. And I've said, and Patrick would reinforce, I said a couple of years ago, by the time 2024 comes around, there's going to be a political issue here that you haven't even thought about. It's mm -hmm. about the fight for mankind. 
right? The fight for mankind. And that's, and we're on the side of the angels. The people have been demonized the most as the racists and the nativists and all that actually are taking the side because in the way they think about it, they talk, they talk about carrying capacity of the planet all the time. They don't, they know in their view, the world can't exist with 7 billion people, right? They want to, and I'm not saying the number's 500 million, but let's say the number's 500 million since what Jane Goodall said it. You, you going out of Georgia anytime soon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so, yeah. yeah, Jane said it. They never Jane, caught, they never caught Goodall, that car driver, Jane, Steve. Yeah, I know, but Jane Goodall, but Jane Goodall's the one that said it. No, right? but, but Steve, the, the part that people don't understand, it's not just the elites because this is what the CCP is obsessed with. Yes. And they don't have the guardrails in their society like we do. We do still have, we have the Judeo-Christian background. We have the moral framework. We have the ethics. You have so many people that do still, despite the best efforts of our society to destroy our moral core, you do still have some basic beliefs in that in this country and in the West. In China, they don't have any of that. Human life is meaningless. For the CCP. Yes, for the, C- for the CCP. For the CCP. Remember Mao said, if daughters, we lose 200, the when they had 400 million people said, hey, if we lose 200 million in a nuclear attack, big deal. They so the Chinese can prove He went to Nixon. He like, said, we got too many women. You want some? Uh, <laughs> Go read the declassified transcripts. We got to start having you back on so, war. So they ask him, yeah. where are the data centers for this? Where are the experiments being done? You think Wuhan, you think that was a fluke? No, no, no. That was a proof of concept. Big they're time. doing stuff like that. The gain of function. Gain doing, of function. So, you think they're doing that just with Tony Fauci. With Mice, but, but mice remember, embryos, they're doing hold it hold with on, human whoa, 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 embryos. Whoa. She said in the recording that, that Joe Allen has, the woman who heads it up, she says, the vaccine is enhancement 1.0. When they talk about edited humans, when they talk about enhanced humans, when they talk about man-machine merger, man-machine merger, and they talk about Homo sapien 2.0 or man 2.0, the, the vaccine's part of it. Well, this, this is, this the is why this is spiritual, by the way. Yes. If yes. you go back to this yes. Marxist religion, the, the key pillar that Marx puts out is that man is incomplete and knows he's incomplete. He knows he can complete himself, as a matter of fact, Apotheosis. through praxis and the inversion of praxis. It's a process. That is actually his dialectical materialism on man is the praxis and the inversion of praxis, he calls it. How do people get to you and how do they get to your writings? How do they get to you on social I recently media? got kicked off of, social, uh, off of Twitter, so that's harder. I'm on Truth, though, full blast. I'm Wait, on what did you get kicked blast. off for? I said I called a trans person a groomer, and they kicked me <laughs> off Twitter for life. But they were grooming kids. What are you going to do? Right. you got to say that's something. Grooming. Um, yeah, so uh, I got a website, newdiscourses.com. That is the best place to get started. I've got Perfect. hundreds of hours of this as podcasts if you want to listen to Warming. It's amazing. And we're, we're looking forward to having you back on War Room. Terry, how do they get to the American Principles Project? Your commercials, your spots is just incredible. Uh, it's just AmericanPrinciplesProject.org, um, or you can follow me on social media across the board, Twitter, Getter, social, you know, everything, uh, Shilling1776. I also want our team to get up Dr. Lindsay's speech from last night. He kicked off the, the conference and was incredibly powerful. And uh, we're going to spend a lot more time on the Hegelian dialectic. No, you got if you understand that concept, you're going to understand not just that a lot about what happens. You know, Plotinus and Pythagoras built built whole thought systems on the law of three. Yeah, you'll click real quick, actually, when you realize that their goal is to transform the dialectic around and around in a spiral to that singularity point, the omega point, as uh, Chardin called it. And what 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 is that? The, what is that spiraling process? That's, that is a process that they think that they get to control and that you don't get to control. God's not in control. They're in control. And we're going to remember who we are. The war room is the still point in a turning world. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Around. Patrick Wood, Joe Allen, going to rejoin us. We're going to go to Rome. we got Ben Harnwell. We're going to go to Ohio and Ben Burkholm. Rome, Ohio, here in the Phoenix metro area. Also have another special guest we're going to talk about, Mal, our favorite topic. 
with Jack Basovic. Guys, Terry, Dr. Lindsay, great to have you on. Look forward to having you back. Be back in a moment in the war room. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to go out to Ohio in a moment. Mike Lindell is going to be out there talking to the crowd today. Remember, go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. If you want to sleep the sleep of the just, remember, in the War Room posse, you're going to be manning the ramparts because... There's no substitute for victory, and we need to man the ramparts to win. The way you got to do that, you only get a couple hours of sleep a night, but make sure they're great. Per cal sheets, twenty nine ninety eight. I think that's the low price. Got an uptick there at thirty nine ninety eight. But here's what you got to do: go to mypillow.com, promo code warm. We got the square. Check it all out. The buy one get one's free. All of it. Support the great manufacturing company up in Minnesota, and of course the armor piercing show that is Mike Lindell and your humble servants here at the War Room. Let's go out to Ohio, Real America's Voice. Intrepid reporter Ben Burkwam. Ben, uh, is any, have any members of the War Room Posse showed up there today for the, uh, for the rally for JD Vance, uh, by President Trump? Let sir? me ask, are any of the members of the War Room Posse here? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Steve, this is a political rock concert. Check this out. Look at the streets here. Look at the banners. Look at the flags. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. We got these massive flags. We got these massive banners. We got the Vietnamese for Trump that have escaped communism out here. And so many American citizens that love this country. There's already thousands in line right now. And, and it's not even noon yet. Uh, and, and what's interesting too, Steve, as we're looking at this, as soon as I got up here, the folks started coming up to me and they started talking about the border. And this is one of those things, we're in Ohio. People think, oh, it's just a border issue. The border is every state. We talk about that. And I wanted to just go around here and talk to some of the folks. What what are you why is the border so concerning to you? The border is concerning to me. It's it's our security of our country and and, and it's it's an economic problem here and the taxpayers are paying for it. And and our whole world's gonna pay for this as soon as they start infiltrating every part of our country. And, and, sir, you said you actually witnessed illegals walking down the street here. You're from Youngstown. Yeah, well, I'm from Austintown. Yeah, I was in Canfield, Ohio. Yeah. Um, about a month ago? About a month ago, I was just doing a bus route, and I went down the street. There's about 30 or 40 of them just walking down 224, which is a main street for, like, four or five cities in our area. Hold yeah. on. The, re- the reason why a border is so important, because if you don't, if we, if you don't have a border... You don't have a country. Yeah. Say, that, say that again. Come, come up. You don't have a country. So that's why a border is so, why is a border so important in every other country except America? So if you don't have a border, we don't have a country. We want a country here in America. Amen. God bless you. And you're concerned. I mean, you can't say it better than that. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Um. So many people have died. Um, we personally lost people from fentanyl overdose. His um, nephew, um, in-laws. So it's it's a huge problem around here, and it's coming through the southern border. So. And, and how mm. concerned are you? We're, we're going to see Mike Lindell in just a few minutes. But 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 what what the FBI is doing to Mike Lindell and to President Trump is it going to stop you guys from standing up in November? 
What about in 2024? Yeah. Is it motivating you to get more involved and to take more action? Absolutely. Absolutely. What's that? All they're doing is building Trump's base. That's what it is, Steve. All they're doing is building Trump's base. Hey, come here. We got J.R. Majewski. We got J.R. Majewski here as well, Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Go hey, ahead. J.R. There you go. There you go. Hey, J.R. How you doing, brother? Steve says hey. Steve Bannon? Yeah. Hey, man. Ultra, ultra MAGA. He's got the Ultra MAGA shirt now. Hey, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hey, 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 Ben, 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 ask him. We got, we're, we're, we're crammed for time. Ask Jerry, is he going to win his race if for Congress? Are you going to win your race? Steve wants to know, are you going to win your race for Congress? Absolutely. We are going to win my race for Congress. We love you, Steve. We love you. Hey, let me ask you guys, is JR going to win? So this is it. Guys, it's up to you. It's up to the American people. November is the most important election in our lifetime. Then 2024 will be as well. But Steve, I got to tell you, it's a political concert out here. It's amazing. Hey, hey, Ben, just just tell the posse out there. Action, action. Just tell the posse. Action, action, action. Action, action, action. Yeah. We love you. The great Ben Burkwam, wow. Real America's Well, look at this crowd. Look, Steve, can I, can I they just... said, oh, but he can't, play, he can't do it. Trump can't draw against Ohio State football. I love the Buckeyes, but hey. Well, can, I, can I just connect something? Because we, Don't we, love him that much. We, uh, we hey, see this. Post Blindale's got the article up right now that that Mike Pompeo is out there talking about 2024. He said, I've got teams in Iowa and New Hampshire. And we're Forget seeing some it. other people, some of these yeah. other career politicians out there. And and, and, and I'm, I'm not going to dump on Pompeo right now. I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. But I like Mike. There is there is a connection that Trump has with this movement, with the MAGA movement, Look, that that you're not going to okay. be able to switch out with some he, other person. He's you're an armor-piercing show. Look. We're at war right now. That executive order, what's happening in, 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 in the World Economic Forum, what's happening with these globalists, the, the gentleman said it right there. You don't have a border, you don't have a country. We are sovereigntists. We're nationalists. We're populist. We don't have time to change out. Trump is the tip of the spear. He's we're not the changing armor. horses. He's the armor. It's just like Normandy. You got to pierce it and then you got to run up in back of it, right? You got to breach the, you got to breach the, you got to get a bridgehead. We still are fighting for the bridgehead and that's what we got to have. All this happy talk. About not Trump is just that. It's just happy. Talk. Now, oh, now, he doesn't have the baggage now, to pick now, up moderates. Now, do, oh, now come President on, Trump, come on. President Trump definitely has to get focused on a couple of three areas he needs to be focused on, right? It, like I said, everybody's imperfect and, and it, it, it needs focus. Some of these endorsements didn't work. Some of these issues don't work. The vaccine issue and other issues and issues like this. Transhumanism has to be at the, at the forefront of this. It has to be the technocracy. I mean, you, Patrick, you called it out. It's now the merger of of the oligarchs with this kind of uh, this driving uh, biomedical industry that is driving to basically change humankind. Is is and but this is not science fiction. They they're up in your face about it. They are, and it's basically control over everything. We they would not have been satisfied with just the resources of the world. They now want the people too. And this is what really uh, is getting in people's pocket now. They're starting to feel it, especially with, uh, you know, all the vaccine drama that's going on, quote unquote, vaccine with uh, messenger RNA. That's that's uh, the precursor to DNA. And yes. this is in this is in your body now. Every, everybody's probably Dr. Shot. Duda, who won, I think, the Nobel Prize. And, and they had the huge biography, which is terrific. Everybody ought to read it. I recommend it. But she wa- she wrote a book 
and essentially warned about this, didn't she? She warned that that, that yes. what she had been working on, essentially the gene editing, the CRISPR part of it, yes. was she begged for a national dialogue to talk about direction. That's what we're saying. We're not questioning the, the efficacy of the technologies. They're there. We're talking about how do we – if you look at that executive order, where was the debate about this? Where were the hearings in Congress? Where is it on national TV? Where are the town halls? What are people – hasn't even come in any political dialogue. If you remember members of Congress go, what the hell are you talking about? It sounds crazy. Isn't that what we need? It, it really is. We need we need absolutely need to have a national discussion. And, you know, it's interesting. Some other countries in the world are a little bit more aware than we are right now about what's going on. Uh, they can't do anything about it, unfortunately, because they've lost the right for free speech. What do you mean? They, well, they can't they can't speak. But out. what countries? Uh, well, from Germany, from from Sweden, from Denmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've talked to some people there and they they're they're pretty aware by and large. A lot of them are. But they can't really speak out because they're so heavily censored. We're kind of the last bastion of free speech in the world right now. We can say, even though we're, you know, being censored a lot, uh, we still have the most open platform in the world. Shows like this. I mean, this would not exist in a lot of countries in the world. If if, if I could ask you, Patrick, um, you know, uh, speaking of that book, Steve, uh, A Crack in Creation is the title. Jennifer Dudna, A Crack in Creation. Yes. The crack by which scientists can go in and begin to tinker with genetic codes. Uh, But, you know, Patrick, uh, again, I don't want to say too much here, but uh, I've I've read uh, a good bit of Patrick's new book, a forthcoming book, uh, and he discusses something that's really important in the history of transhumanism, and that's Julian Huxley, who really coined the term transhumanism, I think 1956, if I recall correctly. And uh, if you could just talk about... That, that deep history of really an, an, an arch eugenicist who laid out what the concepts of transcending our own humanity uh, would look like in the future. Yes, I'm, I think I'm going to defer to his brother, actually, Aldous Huxley. They, yeah. the, the, the Huxleys brave were brothers new, from, new, from, from Britain. Yes, of, they uh, were very close brothers, and very yeah. ide- ideologically close as well. The book Brave New World was written in 1932 by Aldous Huxley. And if anybody's read that, if they haven't, go back and get a free, must, get must a read. copy of it somewhere. It's on Just the walk internet. Walk because we're living it now. Right, and we're living it now. But you see, in that there was no there was no government structure in that book. There was just this this the elite, and then there was the people, and it was all scientifically managed. You had all the babies were uh, developed in test tubes. It was genetic editing. Uh, there was no family structure. They, it was not allowed to fall in love with people and get married. Uh, sort of thing and have families. This is the heartbeat of technocracy from the get-go. And Julian Huxley picked that up. He was the founder of UNESCO, by the way, which is giving us a lot of the education, basically all of the educational issues around the world today. So they they really kind of were the watershed of this. But whole didn't thing. Oh, didn't Aldous Huxley uh, write that as a warning? I mean, he wrote the book, The Printer of Philosophy. Didn't didn't he disagree with his brother? And he wrote that Brave New because Brave New World. Is so much more sophisticated in a warning to mm-hmm. us than Orwell's book, 1984, which is very powerful. But Brave New World shows you the modern world, shows you well, basically what Brzezinski then took and took it to the next level. Because it's not just the Brave New World, because you also have the Savage Lands in the Brave New, in, in the book. So you've got Mustafa Mond and he's ruling and you're Alpha, Beta, Delta, Epsilon, yeah. uh, for everybody else. But then you have the Savages. Yes. And those are the people that live in the yes. rustic ways, yes. live off the land. <laughs> yes. Live off the old, yes. you know, the individual houses, the, the, the deplorable, the, 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 the Maga Sounds like Maga, yeah, Ultra yeah, Maga. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you're not buying my thesis. They, that they, all they, the, but then you're not buying my thesis of all the. But then they, but then they show the savages show they can recite uh, Shakespeare. 
big time. And this is how they realize the intelligence. You know, it's uh, the fascinating family, uh, uh, the Huxley's grandfather, T.H. Huxley, known as Darwin's uh, bulldog, right? He was uh, one of the biggest advocates for not only Charles Darwin, but also social Darwinism. Yes. And that's really what we're talking about, too. Transhumanism and eugenics, uh, especially as articulated by Julian Huxley in that classic article, I'm sorry, the classic essay from New Bottles for New Wine. Yes. Um, you have the extension yes. of the evolutionary theory to humankind and then the desire to take control of that theory. You'll recall from that cold open, yeah. uh, Rene uh, uh, Wegrizen is talking about how what CRISPR offers is evolution on steroids and it's now under our control. How do people, uh, we're going to have you on a lot more because this is now the fight we're engaged in. Remember the world, this defeating the World Economic Forum, defeating the Great Reset is going to be all hands on deck. Okay. And, but we got to get to the heart of the reason I love this conference today. You've got super heavy hitters coming in here and talking about what the reality, not the surface, but what the reality is. Underneath and a big special. Well, and if I can just throw out for, yep. for folks, sure. if you aren't able to make it, go to tpusa.com, pick up the booklet. You have the booklet here. It's Defeating the Great Reset, the American Response. How do we respond? You make any donation, any donation, $1 donation, TPOSA, you get the booklet, 50 pages, what it is, how we defeat it. TPOSA.com, Bef- it pops right up. Before the new book comes out, right on the Patrick, where do they go? Where do they go to? I'm not well lit. I'm, I'm, it's like the dark specter again. No, no, the, it's, it's, pa- it's, it's, gets ominous. it's ominous. Ominous, the specter. Yeah. How do people go? What site yeah. do they go to? Where do they get your writings before the new book comes out? It's going to be patrickwood.substack.com. Okay. I'm serializing it there, and it, when the book comes out, I'll take that down. But uh, for now, that's where I'm putting my text up. One and the, I'm working on Chapter 7 right one now. One of the seminal thinkers of our time, Patrick What's, what's the title? Great the title. title. is Yeah, the title is The Evil Twins of Technocracy and Transhumanism. Wow. wow. Very powerful. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to go to Rome and Ben Harnwell. we got a special guest. I want to thank Joe Allen. going to be speak this afternoon. What time, Joe? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Real America's Voice will be covering all this live. Although that may be when Trump takes the stage. Only happens with Joe Allen. No, it's going to be great. We're going to, we're going to put it up. Back in a second. ...has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're at Defeating the Great Reset. Let's go to Rome and our own Ben Harnwell. He knows a thing or two about uh, Davos and also about uh, Georgia Maloney and her surge to victory in Italy. Uh, Ben, get us up to date. What's going on, sir? Morning, Steve. Um, Well, the big news in Italy right now is that um, Prime Minister, outgoing Prime Minister, Mario Draghi, said somewhat with his tail between his legs, that the, uh, this, well, this trumpeted American report, the CIA-backed report, um, suggesting that the, America, that the Italian centre-right coalition parties in that, like the League, uh, Fratelli d'Italia, they, they were being bought off by Putin. Draghi had to say um, yesterday that, in fact, there's, um, he's had assurances from, from the United States, and there is no reference whatsoever to any Italian political parties being bribed and financed by Vladimir Putin. 
That is to say that the, the second, the, la- the second half of last week, the news cycle was just totally being driven by a, an invented story. Um, so yes, I mean the the last polls. Ho ho ho! Yo here, yo yo, Ben Ben, it's not an invented story; it's a bald faced lie. They're trying to smear. They're trying to do everything to smear yeah. the right, Salvini, and particularly the Margaret Thatcher of Italy. Georgia Maloney. This is this is the American security apparatus, is it not, sir? And they're using their their stooges at uh, Washington Post, New York Times, and others to spread malicious lies. These are lies. It's not not false narrative. It's not misinformation. It's a false lie. Is that correct, sir? It's it's one hundred percent correct, Steve. But the irony is, um, if the CIA is really interested in politicians being bought and paid for by foreign powers. I have a story for them involving a laptop a little closer to home, but they, <laughs> I can't get I can't get any bite on that one. Um, they, they see, the CIA seems only what to want to, to, to trumpet its interest when there are political movements in Europe that are keen on returning government to the people. Just to say his name yeah. is Hunter Putin. Hunter. And, uh... Ben, give your social media. You're going to be up over the weekend on getter you got a lot of breaking stories we got to wrap up here but uh just give us uh, i know there's no polling but the feel on the ground is maloney still surging are all these stories they're trying to break her with the with the the global media what's happening i would steve it's um we've been talking about german philosophers today was it um nietzsche who said that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger well i think um georgia maloney's going to come out of this this whole um situation to do with the CIA dossier a lot stronger than she was in the beginning of the week. And she was already extremely strong. So if you want me to put, Big time. put my uh, my opinion down on the line here, I'll go on record. I, I actually think she's going to get this or the, or the coalition, the centre-right coalition is going to get its two-thirds parliamentary majority, which will allow it to change the wow. constitution, which, which must be done. Wow. So there are many things in the constitution wow. that need to be changed. Without a referendum, if folks want to follow me, Steve, that is a stunning. That's a stunning, stunning, stunning prediction. Ben, what's your social media so people can get to you yeah. over the weekend? It's it's I'm on Getter exclusively. It's my surname, Harnwell at Harnwell. And folks should also look out, which which drops on my on the profile, the um the Bannon's War Perfect. Room, Rome, which I co-host yeah. with uh, Piero Luca, in Italian. Ben, thank you so much. Uh, by the way, we have John Duffy. We have John Duffy with us from Mal to Reagan. We're gonna get to John in one second. Your speech, what time? And your in the opening segment of your new TV series. So we're we're 4 p.m. Uh, here at Phoenix time. It's gonna be 7 p.m. Eastern. The first episode when I was over, when Charlie sent me over to yep. film Turning Point yep. uh, in Davos, when yep. Charles, you yep. know, Clark Charles Klaus Schwab yep. guys, thugs, roughed me up. Okay. We were filming the docuseries. Okay, I got it. Drops. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be the world premiere tonight. We're going to be there. I'm going to be in the audience. Is Tanya Tay in it? I'm not going to watch Dude, five. Tanya I'm not watching five. I'm not it. watching five hours of, 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 of some hammerhead. Well, you're going to have to watch it to find out, aren't you? Okay, fine. But you promised me Tanya Tay's in it. Oh, 100%. She has star quality. 100%. She has star quality. Just saying. Post By the way, I keep, say, I keep, Post I keep saying I want the Mandarin version of your of your talk show, John. Real quickly, what, we're gonna, what what is Mal to Reagan about? This is your book. What's it? You're you're a film producer. Yeah, I'm a film producer today. What it's about is my journey from being a Maoist communist when I was 15 years you old. You were a Mao. You were a Maoist. 
um, American Maoist, yes. Yep. Wow. So I, when I was 15 years old, I dropped out of high school. I grew up in the South Bronx. It was funny listening to James speak earlier because when I was 17, I was teaching materialism and dialectical materialism wow. to doctors and lawyers in the South Bronx. And eventually, when I was 26, took a trip to China, took a group of young people. First, we went to communist Yugoslavia. Then we went to communist China. And um, In the 50s? In the 50s. No, no, I ain't that old, man. Uh, in the uh, 78, 78. Yeah, 78, okay. yes. Yeah. And unlike you, I, I only learned two words. I think it was uh, she and Ni Hao Ma. That's the only Chinese I go. learned. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was over there in 78. Wow. And uh, we were building wow. an organization wow. to overthrow the U.S. government wow. as, as uh, American people, communists. Where do people get the book? Because well, you became a Reagan Republican. I, um, I'm looking for a publisher now. We're okay, working fine. on that. And um, I'm on... Uh, YouTube, John Duffy. I'm on uh, Facebook, John Duffy, and also Getter, a uh, born-again American. Born-again, following a Getter. I can't believe you haven't been kicked off YouTube. Oh, no, Duffy, you're a good man. We're going to have you back on here. Well, another Irishman like you. So. Another hammerhead. <laughs> you got to offset the Polish, uh, the contingent here. Uh, Mo, what's going uh, today, you and Jane, Calamity Jane are going to be in the audience doing more interviews of the posse that's here. What's up? Correct. We have a ton of great speakers. We'll be interviewing the audience. We'll try and get some interviews from some of the speakers uh, after they go on. And Jane uh, Zerker, we're going to put her packages up. Calamity Jane's here doing her packages like at CPAC and Full at the summit. TPUSA.com. Okay, TPUSA.com. Remember, Real America's Voice also, they're going to be in and out. This is the yes. great thing of the weekend with Real America's Voice. You're going to be doing Ohio with MAGA in Ohio, uh, President Trump, J.D. Vance, and also here at the Defeat the Great Reset. And I can't say enough of what Charlie Kirk and the team has done. Charlie's going to be actually on stage with Dr. Lindsay. You do not want to miss this. This is a workshop. It's a good way to spend your Saturday because, remember, we can't lose this fight. There's no substitute for victory. I want to thank everybody, particularly the Real America's Voice team. It's been incredible here. Uh, we have uh, Miss Moss is actually here. She's going to be doing interviews. April Moss is going to be doing interviews. Jane Zirkel, Maureen Bannon. Uh, Pasobic talks today. Charlie Kirk, Dr. Lindsay, Terry Schilling, our own Joe Allen. Okay. On uh, Monday, we're also going to open with Elise Stefanik. She's going to lay out her program as conference chair to the Republican Party and all of that. It's going to be explosive Monday morning show, so be here. I want to thank everybody, Real America's Voice, and our entire production team on the road here at Defeat the Great Reset. Go to tpausa.com right now. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, 
they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 